You're listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Do you ever worry that you've been put in the friend zone by your spouse? Or maybe you you have it phrased a little bit differently, that you go, maybe we've just become roommates. You know, you've been working on your relationship. You're trying to improve it. And you've gotten to this level where there's not so much animosity, not so much anger, but it doesn't seem to be moving past that. Well, that's what we want to talk about today. My name is Lee Balkum, and I am the host and creator of the Save the Marriage podcast. This is the podcast that I developed, I think, what, seven years ago now, in order to help people wherever you are, whatever's going on in your relationship, to find some way to move forward. And part of what we want to talk about today is that moving forward piece. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I've gotten this question so many times, both from my coaching clients and people in my VIP program, uh, where they can uh, ask for some feedback on their situation, and also just from people emailing me. So I know that this is a recurring issue. And whenever that happens, whenever I hear over and over about this same issue, I start realizing, you know what, I need to address this. I need to uh, help people to figure out what it's about and, and whether it even exists. I mean, let's just talk a little bit about whether it even exists, because this is such a big concern for people. And let's just kind of lump it together in two different pieces that are about the same. People ask the question, has my spouse put me in the friend zone? I mean, is this as good as it gets? Or are we just trying to get to the, this place where we, you know, are coexisting or maybe even co-parenting that we're just going to be friends? We're going to be friendly with each other. Um, and another way that I hear people talk about it is, well, yeah, yeah, we're doing better, but now we're just roommates, right? There's, there's nothing else there, just roommates. We're just in this relationship. So what does it look like when you're in a healthy marriage? Let's start with that because I think that's going to shed some light on where this little zone comes from. And and so first, hear me say, I'm not saying it's the friend zone, but it is a zone. And I want to talk about what that looks like. So a healthy marriage often has a lot of the friendly connection, the friend connection. Maybe it's not your best friend. Maybe it is. That's in my case. I consider my uh, my spouse to be my best friend, and she has been for years. And a lot of people will say the same thing. You know, when I ask people that are in good marriages, they'll say, "Well, this is my best friend." Some people recognize that their spouse isn't their best friend, but they are friendly. They are friends with each other. They may do things together, and and uh, maybe have somebody else who they consider to be their best friend. And even in the situations where spouses tell me that they are married to their best friend, if I ask, they usually say, oh, that's my other best friend, right? My non-marital best friend, uh, which, which is somebody else. So, you know, there is that place of friendship that is a rock-solid part of a good marriage, and a healthy marriage. Also in a healthy marriage, though, is... Uh, usually the romantic connection. Now, what level that amounts to can vary from marriage to marriage. I know many couples who have just a minimal amount of romance to their relationship. That doesn't mean they don't have sex. It doesn't mean that they aren't intimate. 
but the romantic level where you would see that they are kind of gushy and have romantic feelings towards each other sometimes isn't quite so evident. For other couples, it's very evident. It can vary on how much each couple wants in a relationship. So the friendship can vary on what level, whether you consider them to be the best friend or a close friend. The romantic connection, whether there's a lot of romance or a little romance. But many times when people are talking about this, what they're telling me is there's an absence of physical connection, which I put in that place of romantic feelings, right? And so that's another level to a healthy relationship that the physical needs of each other are met in the relationship. Another piece is a place of feeling support in the relationship, that you're on each other's sides, which, by the way, friends do for each other. But there's another level of this, that we support each other no matter what's going on, because usually what's going on for one person in a relationship is now going on for both people, right? And so to be able to support each other through the difficult times, And so that's kind of different than a lot of other relationships. You know, if if somebody has a sick spouse, the wealth or the healthier spouse is just as much in the midst of that illness as the sick one. Maybe not feeling the symptoms, but is just as much in it because you're, you're tied together so much. And so many things, many situations in life that are these tough moments are shown through the support a couple give each other. And finally, the fact that they function as a team, that they are moving forward as a team, trying to kind of move through the, the world together and, and take on the difficulties as a team, of, of playing as a team, bringing their best selves to it. So that's a healthy marriage. Why does that matter? Well, this is part of where we look at the connection or the attachment. Attachment theory is uh, the grounds behind which I've built my theory on, which I talk about how important connection is. Connection is the lifeblood of a relationship. Now, just like your circulation, your own circulation system, your blood through your your body, some people have really good circulation and other people have not poor circulation, not so great circulation, but they can still survive, right? I mean, even having poor circulation, many people keep limping along. Maybe they're not as healthy as they could be. The problem is when the circulation stops, the relationship stops, when the connection stops, it it can end the relationship. And so part of what happens in, in my process is we rebuild connection, rebuild to a place where it's more sustainable. And so there is a process of how we connect with each other. I call it the arc of connection uh, that I describe in my book, uh, How to Save Your Marriage in Three Simple Steps. And there's also an arc of disconnection. And there's seven different layers to that disconnection. It starts at disconnection and actually ends at disdain. But what I want you to take as a a kind of a, a piece from that is along the way, it's kind of like poor circulation. It's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And so more and more of the body is beginning to fail. More and more of the relationship is beginning to fail. Pieces begin to break away. Pieces begin to cease to work. And so at some point... Many couples experience this place as they are disconnecting where, you know, it kind of tapers off a little bit and and they have some layer of connection for whatever reason, they don't entirely disconnect. And so instead of ending up at disdain, they end up just at a level of disconnection. 
and they go on coexisting with each other. And so I want you to kind of imagine for me, with me, kind of a, a wave, right? As you're going up, you're going up, up, you're connecting more and more. You're realizing that you're in love. You're realizing that you want to spend the rest of your life together. And many couples, many healthy couples maintain that connection to some degree. Maybe there are ebbs and flows in it as there is for any couple, but they have some level that is there. Other couples, though, begin to lose that connection along the way. And as they go over, they get to a place where they coexist. That's on the way down. They coexist. And some couples will lock in at coexist. I've had couples who have come to me and said, look, we're not going to get divorced, but I need you to know that we're not in any real marriage either. We're just coexisting. We're coexisting for the kids. I've had people who've told me they're coexisting for uh, their um, property, assets, the money, the business, political interest um, because of the greater family. I mean, there are many times when people end up being in a coexisting relationship because there's too much to lose by ending the relationship. They just don't have any desire to move back into connection. I will tell you that when over time people go in that coexisting zone, it's very difficult to keep it from getting closer and closer to that disdain that I talked about earlier. Even if they've committed to having just a business relationship only, even if they've committed to staying together for the kids only or for the business only or for the politics only or whatever it is that got them to that point, it's very hard to freeze there because you stay in each other's orbit no matter what you do. You're coexisting, but you're in each other's orbit and you're always wanting more connection. It's wired into our bodies. It's wired into our brains. It's wired into our systems. So you, you still find that frustration. And that's the problem. Sometimes people say, you know what? I would rather be divorced than to be in the midst of this relationship because I'm not getting what I want and I keep wanting it. And so they only see the solution as being divorce as opposed to seeing that there's another possibility of restoring the relationship and actually getting what they do want back from that relationship. Some people think that the ark can never recover. So what people describe as the friend zone, being put in the friend zone, where we're just going to have this kind of platonic relationship or we're going to just be roommates. That's another way of saying that platonic relationship where there's really no sexual connection, no physical connection. Um, we're just going to kind of coexist, go about our own business. That's one of the symptoms of being on the way down that curve, on the way down. But here's the thing to realize. It's also a zone on the way back. Let me say that again. Yes, it is what happens on the way down, but it is also what happens on the way back. Because just as you climb, go slide down the arc, you have to climb back up out of that disconnection arc, back on that arc of reconnecting. 
And so as you're coming back up, you're going to get the point. And so what happens, and, and the reason that many people tell me about this stage, is they've been working on restoring their relationship. They've been making good progress. They've learned how to have conflict better, how to share their feelings better, how to be more empathetic, how to serve on the team together. They've, they've done a lot of work, but they're not finished. And so on the way back, they're at a zone where they're afraid they're going to get stuck. And that's the friend zone. Right? They're, they're thinking that maybe they've been placed at this point where they can't get beyond. So they're just stuck in the friend zone. They're stuck as roommates. And that's why they're asking me the question. Is it possible that my spouse has friend zoned in me? <laughs> is it possible that my spouse has put me in the friend zone? So I want to just challenge that for a minute and tell you that my core belief is that there is no such thing in a marriage as truly being in the friend zone. In the sense that what that means in the rest of the world is that maybe you, know, maybe you started dating somebody, right? You got to know somebody, you started dating them some, and one or the other of you realized that you like the other person enough, but you don't love them. You're not going to love them. You don't have an attraction to them. And so you stick them in the friend zone. Right, you got a group uh, in, in your mind. You got this mental grouping, and they're the I could be romantically attached to you, and they're the people that like I could hang out with you and have a drink with you, or have dinner with you, or go to a party with you. But that's it, right? And so we we hear the same term applied to marriage because we're aware of that in the dating world. It doesn't exist in the marriage world because we've already crossed that zone. You've already decided that you're going to be in an intimate relationship. And the question is whether you're going to restore that or whether it's going to continue to disintegrate past that. So the zone that people talk about as being roommates or in the friend zone in marriage is really a level of connection or disconnection. It's more of a symptomology of your level of connection than it is truly being put in the friend zone. So let me say that again. I do not believe that in a marriage there is such a thing as the friend zone because you've already moved beyond it. When you're coexisting, that's a level of disconnection on the way down, but it's also a level of the reconnection on the way back up. Which one is it? Well, that depends on whether you've been working to restore the relationship and you get to this place where you go, oh, wait, are we only going to be friends? On the way down, people are like, okay, you know what? We're just going to coexist, right? That's, that's how I hear it when people are disconnecting. They're like, yeah, you know what? We're just going to coexist for the kids. We're just going to stay married for the kids, the money, the politics, the business, the extended family, the culture, the whatever it is, right? Whatever reason they give. And, and many times they fooled themselves into thinking they can actually stay at that level. So that's the level of disconnection. So if you find yourself on the way down, you might experience this and go, okay, well, maybe this is all we're going to have. But it's also a level of reconnection on the way back. 
you've gotten to a place where things aren't so bad. They just haven't gotten to a place where they're where you want them to be, like that healthy marriage that I described earlier with the friend connection and the romantic connection and the support and the team playing that's a part of that. Here's the thought, the problem, though. Sometimes people get stalled out at this level. And so let me just kind of expound upon that. I have seen couples where the hurt is still there, the pain is still there, and they're not able to move beyond it, at least at this point. And so they get stalled there. And so where they saw that there was movement, they saw that there was hope, they saw that there was improvement in relationships, at some point they suddenly find themselves stuck, stalled in this zone. That doesn't mean that you've been friend zoned. It means that you're stalled out here for right now. It can be part of the process. In fact, For every couple that recovers, you have to go through that process. You have to go through that stage. Before you get to a deeper relationship, you're going to have to get to the place where you test out just being in relationship, just being friends, just being connected on that level. Now, remember the romantic part we talked about? The feeling attracted to somebody, the feeling of of a long-term attraction, not that immediate, wow, that person's attractive, but I mean the long-term, I'm attracted to you ongoing, right? That's what fuels a marriage. Well, that's really coming from an overabundance of connection. I didn't say too much connection, just that there's a level of, you know, we need a certain level of connection. That's an abundance of connection. And then when we hit the more of that, when we kind of fill the cup to overflowing, that's when that kicks in. And so on the way back to getting to that place, you have to cross through this place where you're connected as friends, right? You're connected as good roommates. That's part of the process. Can it get stalled? Yes. Does that mean you failed or you're stuck in the friend zone? No. First of all, the friend zone does not exist in a marriage. The second piece is that it is a necessary stage to walk through. You have to walk through it. Now, how do you tell whether you're stuck there, really, really stuck there, or if you're kind of maybe stalled out or just part of the process? Well, the difference is that it shows up over time. And it may take longer than you want it to to get there. That's the only way we find out. So remember that this is in the course of reconnecting. Now, let me put a caveat here. And that is to tell you that not every marriage is possible to be saved. Sometimes neither spouse really wants to save it, at which point you're probably not even going to be listening to this, (laughs) right? Self-selective. If you have no interest and your spouse has no interest in saving your relationship, you're not going to be listening to a podcast about saving your marriage. So there are those marriages that just both people agree. We don't want to work on it. There's no energy here. We're done. Then there's another group that can't be saved because one person just can't get beyond the hurt and the pain. The other person's ready to move forward. That's probably why you're listening to this. But one person's not. Now, here's the thing. If both people want to move forward, there is no stopping that relationship. If 
both people say, we want to save our relationship. We just got to figure out the pieces of the puzzle that need to be put in place, but there's no stopping that. So the ones that often are having trouble are the ones where one is still resistant. And sometimes that person is willing to get to the level of being friendly again, being friends again, but they're not willing to move beyond that. That's the caveat. It's possible that somebody's going to say, nope, this is as far as I go. Just want to point out that even getting there is something of an accomplishment. Many couples never get back to that point. And if you've got kids, you're going to be connected the rest of your lives. There's no way around it. So being on friendly terms can really help with the co-parenting piece. And so there's an accomplishment even there, but we want to get beyond that. And sometimes it takes effort and time, patience, healing, all that stuff, the skills to do that, to get back beyond just being friends. But what I want you to hear me say is that being in that friendly place, it's not a bad place. It's not something to fear. You move beyond it by continuing to work on it. And what gets in the way? Two things. One is your own expectations and the other is your own fears. Your own expectations get in the way because you keep wanting it to be more. You're expecting it to turn the corner and expecting it to be something that is not ready for yet. So your own expectations can keep you kind of in flux. Expectations can keep you frustrated with the fact that you're not making progress. So if you find yourself frustrated and feeling like you're in the friend zone, make sure that your own expectations aren't getting in the way because here's what happens. The more you push, the more you find resistance. This process of healing is about invitation. Your own fears that you'll never get beyond it can do the same thing because when we are acting fearfully, we often put out vibes that are damaging to the relationship. So you want to make sure that you're aware of those fears going on. Now, I do want to be clear that there is a path back through connection. If you don't know it, we need to start with those building blocks. One of the places you can do that is with my system. It's the Save the Marriage system. You can find it at savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. If you have the system and you find yourself still stuck, please check out my VIP program. You need to have the system in order to qualify there because that's a basic understanding you have to have. It's kind of like getting your white belt in, in uh, any of the uh, martial arts. You, know, you have to get to the place where you're, you've mastered the white belt. After you've mastered the white belt, step into VIP. That's the that's an upper belts, right? You've, now you've got a colored belt and you're ready to move on to higher levels. And you can check that out by going to savethemarriage.com slash VIP, the letters V-I-P. But make sure you've mastered the beginning points, the building blocks, to see if that's what you need at savethemarriage.com. If you need more help, reach out to us. Uh, I would love to hear your questions for the podcast. Just like this one, I answered a question that I've heard over and over. You can send in your questions. I don't promise to answer them, but I do look at all of them. You can send that to podcast at savethemarriage.com. That's podcast at savethemarriage.com. Do check out the system at savethemarriage.com, and I wish you the best as you work to save your marriage. 
been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.